Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. I'm Ralph, but that is not Dave. I am not Dave. Uh, we're lacking Dave tonight. Dave uh, had something come up, so rather than record all by my lonesome, I decided to recruit some support. Introduce yourself, sir. Uh, my name's Curtis. This is Curtis. I'm in a few leagues with you. Um, I was in a couple with you and Dave, even though I got knocked out of level one. But um, Yeah, guillotine was a rough start for you. Yeah. We can talk about that if you uh, want. I wouldn't blame you if you didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> we, we mentioned it was a rough start. I like talking about everything. So, Kurt, more importantly, we're going to be family. Yeah, that is true too. Uh, this my is this, and... yeah. This is my fiance's brother, so he's he's gonna be stuck with me for a long time. So it's a good thing we have a we have a fantasy football thing going here. Um, so he was gracious enough to join me last minute. Uh, has prepared even less than Dave and I normally prepare, <laughs> which is saying something. Um, but uh, we're gonna give this a try. We're gonna talk about some stuff, and we've got uh, I've got I've got several things to go through. Some involve Kurt and some, some uh, I would love to get his opinion on because they don't involve him and it's is he's he's my uh, person I bounce ideas off of. So we'll see we'll see where we go with this. So Kurt, as you know, um, this weekend was not a usual one for me. I I did not watch every game religiously like I normally do. There was a family event on Sunday. Okay. Uh, your you guys' other sister had yeah. people over, so yeah, yeah. so I was a Vikings oh, yes, fan. Yes, I was. I was there with you. Yes, so you were there with me. That's <laughs> what I was course. going for. Great start. Um, yeah. So so there was a family event. We I was a Vikings fan. I was rocking the purple. You can vouch for that. Um, skull, and uh, so we watched the Vikings game. But but even before that, Thursday night it was uh, Titans Jags. I had no interest in really watching that game. And so I I decided that would be a night that Claire and I could have just for us, and I could skip football. It's a weird feeling then looking at the scores, and it all happened without me feeling like I had anything to do with it. <laughs> uh, so then Sunday came, and we watched uh, we watched the Vikings Raiders, and then I believe the game after that was mainly uh, Saints Seahawks, right? Because I was there still for a while after that game. Um, and uh, I'll let you jump in, in a second, but like I. I watched some of the Browns Rams Sunday night, but again, Big Brother was mm-hmm. was wrapping up, and I really wanted to watch the like second to last episode of Big Brother. And then it got to be Monday night, and I thought, you know what, David Montgomery, I have a lot resting on David Montgomery. So rather than watching his total inch toward what I needed and not quite get there, I thought, you know what, Claire, let's watch a movie. We watched A Simple Favor with Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. Great movie. I mean, good movie. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> Let's not get carried away. I don't know, uh, man. You won't be losing listeners here. Saying, well, I'm watching this you know, that's fine. We don't have that many anyway, Kurt. So I, uh, we, I checked my phone afterward, and then I, I had some close calls, and and we can get into that. But um, it's a different feeling when you're not watching every single game because usually I'm obsessively watching every game, and it's red zone. Oh yeah. On Sunday, do you? Do you usually watch every game? Like, what's your routine I, like most weekends? So that's why it was a little, uh, like, surprising to me. I couldn't quite fathom what you were talking about. Because for me, I don't, I have, haven't had cable very much. And so it's a rare Been occasion there. for me to be able to actually watch a live game. Been there, my friend. And so, um, yeah, I'm usually just glued to my phone watching updates. Mm-hmm. 
um, finding as soon as I see something that happened in one place, trying to scramble around my other leagues and see who else sure. is affected by it. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I was a little surprised too by you uh, when I said, like, hey, you watching football tonight? Because I was going to see if you wanted to go watch it somewhere. And you're like, oh, I'm watching a movie instead. But you know that happens too. You know, so. it's nice to show your it's nice to show your lady I once in a while that you're that. not reliant, yep. you're not dependent on it. She's um, uh, very leaning to other ways of your obsession. She lets so. me watch as much <laughs> as I want, and you're right. It's and so it's it's uh, it's nice to be able to um, once in a while show her. You know what? I don't need football tonight. It's okay. Um, you know, she did let me have it on the radio at the very end. There, you know, we're we're getting ready for bed and it's on the radio kind of at the end of the night. That reminded me of when I didn't have cable because I had it on the radio because I used to listen to the Sunday night, Monday night games on the radio, which is just like, how old am I kind of a thing. But um, so reactions to week one. So I'll start us off here. Like I said, I did not give you a chance to really prepare anything. I kind of I kind of sprung this on you because otherwise it's me talking to myself. But why don't we start with this? Saquon Barkley out for... I'm hearing up to eight weeks. Eight, high, eight, high, eight. yeah, high I'm ankle sprain. Thinking with Barkley and the Giants situation, they're probably gonna wait till after the bye, though. So yeah, and their bye is a late one. Yeah, right. I think it's week eleven. Eleven, and it's rough because Daniel Jones looked incredible. He looked good. I mean, he looked game, good. Yeah. I mean, it was against the Buccaneers. It was a good way to. It was a good way <laughs> to enter the league. Let's be honest. Um, for all the um, for whatever the Buccaneers are able to do, but it was uh, it was pretty impressive. You know, I liked Daniel Jones came in and he ran quite a bit. He but he showed some confidence. He threw to Evan Ingram a lot, but can you imagine Ooh. him running that offense with Barkley? Right. I mean, that's going to be pretty crazy. So it's going to be weird that we have to get used to that new Giants team, but without Saquon. Um, I am relying on Saquon in a few key places. The team, the team I'm trying to repeat with, and win a lot of money. I have Saquon, so unfortunately, I'm stuck putting Aaron Jones into my lineup. I guess you know it's it's a little rough, right? I mean, <laughs> I guess that's why you build some depth. But um, although we'll talk about him, he he wasn't fully promising. But but yeah, Saquon going out was rough. That was the main injury I feel like of the weekend. I don't, I can't recall many other. Yeah, it's <clears> the main injuries. one. The, yeah. That's the one that shocked most people and Definitely. got everybody scrambling and made everybody pay a whole lot of money for Wayne Goldman, which you wouldn't see every... <laughs> every yeah, week, and, so. a, and a lot of the waiver wire shows, it made me... You know, this is why I don't hang too much on any one show because a lot of these podcasts I listened to were talking about bidding so much of your waiver wire on Wayne Goldman. And I got to tell you, I've seen Wayne Goldman play. Yeah. It's not Saquon Barkley, and I don't care how good of a quarterback they have coming in. He's not a replacement. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But, you know, if you're desperate, I guess some of them were talking about like 16, 14 team leagues. I guess if you're desperate at running back, yeah, it's a little a, different. Yeah, a lot of that just has to do with opportunity, I think. Like, there's not many on the, depending on your league, deeper leagues, you're not going to get many that have the opportunity to be a quote-unquote workhorse back. True. Um, he may or may not do anything with it, but if he gets 15, 20 carries... You'd never know. It might be a deep flex play, I suppose. I heard today there's no other run. They don't even have any other no, running backs. No, and that's what I think. I don't know. If... They have Elijah Penny who switched to fullback in the preseason, right. so they have like nobody else. So he'll get a lot of he'll get a lot of play. I mean, they'll bring somebody else in. I think they worked out 
CJ Anderson, LeGarrette Blunt, like guys like that. But I can't imagine anybody like that coming in and making a difference. So it'll be interesting. The one yeah, I'm see. relying on him, Saquon, in so many places. I apparently got a lot of number one picks because I did so many startups this year. Yeah. I had a lot of Saquon. You can't really trade for him um, before this, at least. But the one golden lining I have is if I can skate into the playoffs without him, at least he's going right. to be healthy for the he'll, playoffs. He'll like arrive, right? in theory, um, healthy and ready to go once the playoffs start. That's very true. I've also, in any league that I'm hanging it up in already, like an 0-3 start, I'm reaching out if I have a stud running back and seeing if I can make a swap with anybody. Yep. Like, hey, give you Zeke. I can hold on to Saquon because I can afford it. I'm not competing anyway. So. Yep, definitely. Um I've got a lot of guys recorded here that I'm kind of wondering what I should do. Moving. So, so you and I are pretty much dynasty focused as, as Dave and I are, um, you know, we've got a couple redrafts here and there, but mainly we're looking long-term. Teams. Right. So we want to win now, but we're looking, we're looking for the youth. We're looking for moving forward. So I've got a few guys where I'm kind of wondering where I go from here. Um, and again, put you on the spot. I'm kind of wondering what you're thinking. So sure. I have Mark Ingram. In a lot of places. Now, he is a 29-year-old running back. He's on an offense that runs the ball tons, obviously. He shows up this weekend. You know, Chiefs. I started him against the Chiefs thinking the Chiefs' defense is a sieve, you know, so mm-hmm. it's it's a good place to start him, um, assuming they can keep up points-wise. But, you know, Ingram puts up 103 and three touchdowns. And he has pretty much done that every week where he has at least had the touchdowns to keep everybody, you know, keep everybody uh, competitive. So I'm sitting here thinking in a, in a league like Frozen. So right. the, the main league we're in together is Frozen, which is the super deep. Dave makes fun of me. I say it all. <laughs> super deep, super deep. Super deep. It's the super deep dynasty that we that just started last year. I won it year one, but your team is scary and I don't understand how we didn't end up. I mean, we met before the championship, but... I'm sitting there with Mark Ingram, and I traded CMC, I traded Gurley, I traded Mixon all in the offseason. And so now I'm trying to decide, do I do I bail on Ingram? Or is he somebody I can ride for the rest of the year? How do you feel? Do you think he's somebody that I should be looking to get out from under and get a couple younger pieces? Or is he somebody who could carry me to another championship? What do you think? Well, that's... Well, I was going to approach you in another league where I'm competing. <laughs> and yeah, about Mark Ingram. I feel like... Um, when you bail, like the running backs you bailed on, they've made sense because they're kind of at the peak uh-huh. and you kind of, you make a lateral move for an elite young wide receiver who's got a little more longevity, a little less injury risk versus, um, Ingram, I feel right now you probably, there's a couple things to consider. You're competing in that. You're going to be, you're one of the top feel, competitors. I, I feel as though I am. Right. Sure. And, and so we'll talk more detail about that league later. Bailing yeah. on him, you're giving somebody with a lot of opportunity. And I thought Justice Hill might eat into some. It does not looking that way at all. Um, but I'm he, protective. He does. Right. Because you, I also you have him. I took him second um, round. Yeah. But you'd be giving him only to contender. Because you're not more, you're not likely to find someone who's trying to rebuild. Say, hey, I'm going to give you my early first round pick for Mark Ingram. So you'd probably be giving him to somebody you're going to be competing with. And you're either, then run into somebody who may end up getting to, you know, 100 yards and two touchdowns against you in the playoffs. Right. Um, if you're not, like, if you have him on a team where you're not competing, then I probably would shop him around. You might be able to get, at this point, you'd probably be able to get a first from a contender. You would think so. Because um, he's, he's not a long-term. I wouldn't expect yeah. anything less. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, I probably wouldn't send him away for anything less because you just wait until somebody gets desperate when another running back goes down and say, hey, I got Ingram here. This is what it's going to cost you. You need him for the playoff run. So Yeah, I kind of feel like he's one of those guys where I feel like I should just hold on and see what happens. I mean, I feel like if he if he dies, I've got his backup, and it's it's. In Frozen, I almost think you have to. I mean, in Frozen, I have to. Yeah. I feel like you do, but you. And Frozen has a very a very clear split of the competitive teams and the teams that are young and not right. doing much. I mean, well, <laughs> I should say this year, maybe the split is not quite as clear because not it's early been some on, fluky right? results. But I feel like the cream will rise to the top, and I feel like it's a pretty clear like competitors and plan for the future non-competitors and but, mark yeah, ingram right. was a big reason why you're able to sell a lot of the rbs yeah, you did is because true. you said hey i got mark ingram he puts up his same as production but it's not worth as much of these guys so i'm going to sell these guys instead of mark ingram so now is it's kind of a odd time to bail on him i would think but yeah i mean like i mean i'm not planning on selling him but i just it that thought crossed my mind and there's a, there's a few guys on here where i'm kind of thinking man is it time to um is it time to move on? You know, on a, in another way, I'm trying, I'm trying to decide what to do with Sony Michelle. Cause he's mm. looking just brutal. And so, you know, I considered acquiring him in more places than I even have him now. Like I, in frozen yeah. when I was, when I ended up selling mm. you Joe Mixon, the other deal I was kind of bouncing around would have included Sony coming back to me. Cause I had high hopes and he looks, he looks rough. I, like he's not getting, He's not getting the opportunities, and he's just, I mean, he's like two yards a carry or something. I mean, it's its pretty brutal. So I'm trying to decide what to do with him in a couple spots also because Burkhead is looking, I mean, Damian Harris isn't doing anything, but a, most places I have Sony, I also have Damian Harris thinking that would right. be a thing, although he's been a healthy scratch. So I don't know. I don't know if that's somebody I should bail. I mean, you, again, you kind of have to hold him because he's not doing anything. There's no value. Right. But you have to have a true believer who... Right. But it you, would have to be me that right. he's selling it to somebody who truly but he, believes. But even then, like most savvy dynasty um, GMs are going to notice the value drop and try to get him for somewhat of a discount as well. Right. Um, the one thing, I guess, I don't remember which... It was in another podcast I was listening that they were talking, though... They weren't too worried about the dip in um, usage because the Patriots haven't needed to. Mm-hmm. And so they may be holding on to him as well until they're actually in a position where they need to because he does have that injury risk. And if you have backs who are able to produce, <coughs> um, why not use them rather than risk you know, your sure. first-round young... I guess that's always how they've how they've rolled. That's sure. kind of why I've avoided... We've had that talk too. It's like, dude, I, I like Sony. I like the talent. Um, not huge on the injury risk, but he's an RB. So I guess almost any RB has a quote unquote injury risk, but it, I've had running backs in that new England backfield. And it is so frustrating to try yeah. to figure out yeah. when you have technically it was a, a four headed monster going into the year, but being, they haven't used Harris is kind of a three headed, but you want the guy who has the solid role. Like when James White Which is, is in there, he's got right. that solid role. But then if the game script isn't right, he even doesn't have a role. Right. So it's, it almost, it seems like Burkhead is the guy who has the role right, right now, right which now, is bizarre. The moment, at least the way it works for me, the moment I actually throw him into my lineup, he's I have him on a lot of benches waiting to see, and now I'm like, oh yeah, he's you know I can use him in a flex. The moment I throw him in, he'll he'll put up a stinker too. So. Yeah, added to the list of things this year that have just driven me nuts. <laughs> we 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 were with, uh, we were with uh, your your family watching the game on on uh, uh, Sunday, and there was a 
talk going on. The the girls were having a conversation about their fantasy teams and a debate <laughs> going back and forth. And and uh, your sister was was talking about Nelson Aguilar, and she benched Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> how could you bench Nelson Aguilar? And I said, how? Who did you bench Nelson Aguilar for? And I don't remember who she said, but it was players who you would never bench for. Right, Nelson like, I think one of them was Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, <laughs> right. Uh, oh, man, I can't remember. Calvin Ridley, maybe. You should maybe You're specify as no- my other sister, though. Y- not yes, your, not, not my fiancé. Fiance. <laughs> your, your other sister. you got a lot of sisters. This was not This was not the one I'm going to be marrying. But, um, but, yeah, you know, debating like, oh, Nelson Aguilar, he had such a huge game. Yeah, but you're not going to start him over Michael Thomas. I don't care what the situation is. You know, you can't, the hindsight is just not worth your, right. not worth your energy. Um, the, gosh, some of these games. Okay, so the Steelers, so Mason Rudolph, I bid a ton of money mm-hmm. um, in several, for several fabs. Almost all of my original empires, except for the one I'm trying to repeat in, I bid all my money, got Mason Rudolph. I heard a stat, he threw... All but two passes he threw were at the line of scrimmage. Oh, yeah. He threw the 75-yarder to Juju for the touchdown. He threw a 50-some yarder to Deontay Johnson for a touchdown. Every other pass was at the line of scrimmage. Um, that's that's concerning because that's not going to lead to long-term success. Right. Um, now, I will say, who were, the, who were the Steelers playing? The Steelers were playing the 49ers, and... The 49ers, they've added a lot of pieces on that defense that, I mean, they've got a good pass rush. They've got some good linebackers. So they've actually beefed that defense up, in my opinion. But, you know, Juju getting bailed out. He had 81 and a touchdown, but almost all that was a single play. And so this is one of those moments where I'm not watching the games. And so I see that. I'm like, oh, Juju had a good game with Mason Rudolph. That's great. Well, Mm -hmm. not really. It was really, he lucked out. And so that was, you know, that was concerning. Um, you know, and you go over to the 49ers side and everybody had the exact same stats. You got Jeffrey Wilson had two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Other than that, everybody had like, you know, let's say seven fantasy points. Everybody across the board. And it's like, how can you ever trust? I mean, Kittle, in theory, gets peppered. But, you know, Debo and Mostert, and Brita, they all do the exact same thing. And Coleman may oh. be coming back here oh, in a man. couple weeks. No, like it's... no, it's Coleman. Stay away. <laughs> we, need, we don't want it. Um, yeah, it was just, you know, it was kind of another weird weekend um, in a lot of ways. I, I You know, there were, some, there were some players people count on that got bailed out by touchdowns. Carry on, terrible, except he got a touchdown um let's see who else did i record that did that um deontay uh nope uh david johnson terrible bailed out with a touchdown uh there was somebody i think there was one more well juju was bailed out with a touchdown so guys that just didn't have good games but they happened to have that one that one moment that really kind of pulled them out of the (laughs) pulled them out of the gutter um it's better than having a bad game and no touchdowns. Yeah. Touchdowns are part of the game. It's true, but I'm looking for things. I mean, I, you know, my, my friends who don't, who aren't as experienced, I tell them the same, same kind of thing. Like I look at somebody like Dallas Goddard, like last week, mm-hmm. 
he, you know, he had a couple of end zone targets right. where he just didn't come down with them. Mm-hmm. If you're a t- if you've got a tight end who's getting end zone targets, that's going to even itself out eventually. He's not going to keep dropping those or keep, you know, whatever. The quarterback's not going to keep missing him. And so I look at it as I want the guys who are getting the end zone targets, who are getting the opportunities, you know, more carries. Like if they don't break a big one, okay, fine. But some of that stuff is just you just kind of got to give it time to. Give yeah, it and the one game, I one game sample size is difficult because game script plays differently, and it's really tough with Pittsburgh to tell because it's Rudolph's you know first actual start like. Right. Could give somebody some jitters. Right. Um, but yeah, it's And it's, he was in Seattle. Right. Which is a tough place to play. So for him to have his first start in Seattle, we should probably throw him a bone. And I think Juju was interviewed and said, like, he had a harsh environment in his first start, so he did really well. Which makes sense. But still No, yeah. Still I mean, tough. You you like to see better. Yeah. Like definitely. It, it makes you a little more confident going forward, but there's like I mean, even, what, Devontae Adams got, like, four targets? You know, that's not something you're going to expect to continue. Um, oh, Devontae Adams. I keep thinking I can, t- I just, he's, he'll never be low enough that I can acquire him right. for what I think I, the, for what I want to acquire him for, you know? I mean, anybody who has him is just, uh, I really, in Frozen, I would love nothing more than turn Chris Godwin into Devontae Adams, and I just, I'll have to add too much. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to work, but. I don't know, maybe you only have to add, like, Mark Ingram and. Or Terry McLaurin. <laughs> uh, no, I'll be starting Terry McLaurin. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say about this weekend games uh, before we move on, Kurt? Um, anything else you were kind of thinking about? I mean, I Kam- think... Kamara had a monster game, the the Panthers all around had a monster game with with a young quarterback. Yeah, that one was that was pretty some crazy stuff. But but anything else you're you want to mention before we move on? Uh no, just other than the heartbreaking maybe we'll mention how heartbroken I am about Stefan Diggs not getting very many targets either. Yeah, Diggs has been frustrating for you. Yeah. I got, yeah. and I have him a lot of places and I love him and I and I'm too like I I'm too stubborn to give up on some people and he's one of them. Yeah. I think he's just kinda like almost Everybody I talk to in like all the chats that I'm in and stuff too love Diggs. Like everybody loves him. Yeah, for like, sure. He's just a, a flashy, trendy name to own. But when he too is only getting you know four targets, like it's kind of rough. Especially his targets are coming from Kirk Cousins. Oh, on Kirk the, Cousins is such a spaz. I mean, he, does, Vikings, he, so. he just looks like he doesn't even know what he's doing. Um, are you in Frozen? Are you starting Diggs right now? Like, is he a starter now? Or he may or he may not be. I haven't decided yet. Okay. Um, it was I was deciding between him and Mixon, and I was making the wrong choice every week right. when losing by the margin of difference <laughs> that those uh, players are putting up. Sure. But now with um, Saquon out, I may not make that decision anymore. But Tyrell Williams is actually getting a lot yeah. of targets, and so he's kind of entering that mix for do I. Do I feel lucky with Diggs, or do I go with the steady floor with Williams? So Yeah, and he hasn't always had a good... I mean, Williams hasn't always had a good week, but he's been getting... He's had a touchdown every week, and so even if he's... You know, for all of... Right. There was, for all of Derek Carr's issues... This last year, I think he got yeah, bailed out by a touchdown, definitely, too. Definitely, which works for me, because in my high school league, I definitely um, appreciate that, because I won by about this much. Actually, that was my... That was my game on... Monday night when we were watching uh, 
a simple favor and I check my phone and I needed Tariq Cohen. So I needed <laughs> Tariq Cohen in the high school redraft with my high school friends that Dave and I are in together. I needed Tariq Cohen to get less than five points. And he got like 3.4. Oh, nice. So I, I won by like 1.4 points. And I'm watching my phone going, okay, he's he's for sure going to catch, you know, one more one more pass for 10 yards and that would have been it. Right. And he didn't. And so I won by not that much against my buddy Joey, who's serving overseas right now. Claire's actually managing his team. Okay. So, so bless him for uh, for serving our country. But um, yeah, and then in the same game in, in Frozen, I had David Montgomery. And so I'm watching his total and I'm listening to it on the radio oh, at, the yeah, end that, of the, at the end of the night in bed. close. Yeah, and he's, you know, they're feeding him and he's getting a few, you know, seven, eight yards, a couple of chunk plays. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he's going to... He's going to do it, and the first downs aren't calculated in real time, right. so those have to be added later. And I ended up winning by, I don't know, three, four points, something. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it wasn't a lot. Yeah, it came down to the wire. Yeah, so really, it was basically exactly what I needed to happen in that game, which was crazy. Um, and if I'd started my my uh, Ohio State buddy, uh, Terry McLaurin, I wouldn't have even been so close, so yeah. I should have I known. <laughs> All right, so... So uh, let's get out of this week. We'll, we'll, I'm sure some other stuff will come up. But um, let me ask your opinion on this World Empire team I have that's 0-3. So I'm, right. I'm in, in in all these sleeper leagues, I'm in, I have a couple that are 0-3. Those, aren't, those are ones with dudes I don't know. It's kind of random. But I'm in this Empire League with Dave, who's his buddy who also started the Vampire League, start, league started this okay. one. We've mentioned it before, but it's it's the one where it's, a, it's an Empire League and... What's the nickname for this league? This is the World Empire League. What do you guys? What do you and Dave call it? Do you have a name for every league you're uh, in together? No, I would. Uh, no, I'm not sure we do. I'm not sure okay. we do. We don't. We yeah. No, I'm not sure we have a nickname for this one. But I'll just say this is the one that's twenty teams, and oh, wow. every year for the first ten years, the worst team is eliminated. So ten years from now, it'll be down to ten. I don't teams. even think I've heard of this one. Yet, yeah. To be so it's like the guillotine but yearly oh. so in the guillotine every week a team is eliminated okay. in this oh, every wow. year a team is That's eliminated something. i know and so my team is zero and three now i'm not the worst as far as points go but okay. i do not like being zero and three and so i'll talk you through my draft I'll, I'll just remind everybody of my draft strategy i'll run through my team and then you let me know what you think i should do because it's not i mean it has issues but i don't think it should i don't i don't think it's a total dumpster fire so let me tell you let me tell you what we're looking at here so so in the draft i started uh i started odell beckham and baker and so i've mentioned before that when i start with baker in those first two rounds yep. especially now especially now that we're seeing now, how it's yeah. going it just doesn't quite feel right but hey it's definitely better than where i started with luck so. well right um <laughs> so the startup was this year then the startup was this okay. year yeah and so it was uh this is uh, this is the one where dave does not have a um does not have a defense because he waited on defense oh, and now okay. they're all taken okay um because not everybody was going to get two um i only have one so so anyway i started with baker and odell so my team ended up uh, running backs, this was the one where running backs were iffy, and I had a couple guys who maybe could do something, but I, I took Jimmy Garoppolo to get that second quarterback when I maybe should have been prioritizing skill positions. Okay. 
Um, you also don't have to have a tight end, and I've got a few tight ends. So here's oh, my... Oh, this s- is that one. Okay. Yeah. So here's my squad, and you tell me what you think. It's 0-3, and I can check the point totals in a second, but here's the squad. Quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield. Running, Superflex? Uh, it... It is not, but okay. it's twenty. It's twenty team. Okay, so it's, 20 it's okay. one quarterback, but twenty team. Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, uh, running backs: Mike Boone, Kadri Allison, Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary, Darwin Thompson. Now that's bad. That's that's rough. really bad. Especially yeah. I mean, it's really bad. But I I thought Devin Singletary, Tony Pollard, Darwin Thompson, somebody would you know and rise there, you know. Uh, this is also, by the way, this is also best ball. Oh, okay. Uh, which helps. So whoever goes off, I right. get their points. So you got Tony Pollard's points this past week, which right. is nice. Uh... Exactly. Didn't lead to a win, <laughs> but I had him. Hey, but if, if your last team's eliminated, I'd imagine high score. Like if it's if it's tied for record, you're gonna have high score, right? Yeah, so I believe every so. point you score exactly. keeps you alive. Exactly. Potentially. Yep. Uh, wide receivers: ODB, Miles Boykin, Julian Edelman, Jalen Hurd, Terry McLaurin, and Jacoby Myers. So Beckham, Edelman, McLaurin, I mean, that's, I'll live with that any day of the week. So then I've got, you know, tight ends fall because you don't have to have one. So mm-hmm. I've got Mark Andrews, OJ Howard, Jeff Swaim, CJ Uzoma, and those Swaim and Uzoma were just um, waiver wire pickups, just somebody who sure. could put up points. They're getting targets. And then, yep, and then Odrick Rosas no, and uh, Buffalo Bills defense and Jarek McKinnon on IR. That was a really rough pick. I mean, that was... That was a pick that was, oh goodness, Th- must have been third third round because oh, it would have really? been after B. Baker, and that that obviously blew up in my face. So you hear that team, and what are you thinking moving forward? Because I'm I'm thinking, I don't want to totally blow it up, but I'm thinking you know, I should. Realistically, I should be taking ODB, and I should be seeing if I can get multiple young pieces who look a little better for him maybe a first round pick although a first round pick that's number 20 is may as well be a late second right that's yeah the 120 teamer that i'm in i have that same thing like it's really hard to gauge picks because it's like hey your first rounder is probably going to be in the 12 to 10 range which basically i could be trading for a late second right and we've had that conversation and it's it's hard to judge because you just it's not right I mean, we, we are very, you know, we're very comfortable gauging how we want picks in 10 to 12 teams. But talking 20, it's not right. the same thing. What is trading like in that league? Because with, that, the, with it, that many teams and then the lowest one dropping off changes too. Like you can't just completely airmail it in the way you can in some leagues because you don't want to, quote unquote, like tank because well, then you're out. There has pretty much been, there's pretty much been nothing. Um, but I can go into, let's see if we can find some trades and offers, I think is something you can look at in MFL. Okay. So let me give you some idea here. So I had, I I got an offer. They wanted Julian Edelman. They offered me Jamison Crowder, 2023rd, 2024th. Now I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm not it's not that I hate Crowder. Right. But that third and fourth are useless. Those are right. gonna be so late that mm-hmm. I don't value those. Yeah, they're they're essentially at all. And Edelman, I mean he I don't know if he's actually gonna be out right now, but 
if he plays, he is he's a stud. Right. And so I don't care if it's an empire. Like I plan on having him for a couple good years here and for it to be, you know, for it to be really good. And so I just, you know, that, that was an offer. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think if this was one that I made. Cause this one guy was offering me trades and I respect. Okay. So here's one. This was, uh, let's see. This was end of August. This is right before the year starts. But here's the offer. They wanted Odell Beckham Jr. And actually, it's the same guy. He makes a lot of makes a lot of offers. Here's what he offered me: Rashad Penny, Jamison Crowder, Andy Isabella, 2021 first, 2021 second, 2021 third, 2020 third. I don't think I'd give up one of Odell's arms for that. I yeah, I mean it's just like it's just a lot of I mean those 2021 picks are so far away. I mean that's what I told Claire the other day in Frozen. I was like those are real far right. away. And yeah, this element this lays on a different element of things like with you needing to survive. Right. If I like, get knocked out, yeah. what difference does it make if right. I have 2021 picks? And and the later like you said the third is could be pick 55 or 60 in a 2021 draft. Like these are all of those factors kind of play into being, you got to give me, especially if you're looking at Odell, you got to give me something useful. And I don't, I didn't really hear much useful. Andy Isabella does nothing for me. And this was actually before the season started. So we didn't even know that Jamison Crowder was going to be heavily targeted by Darnold. You know, right. we, we know Adam Gase uses the slot receiver a lot, but we didn't, we hadn't seen it yet. Rashad, but man, we've still only seen one game of it, right? True, like, it that's was true. Seventeen targets in one game. That's well, not. If Sam Darnold will stop smooching everybody, right. maybe we would be able to see him play. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rashad Penny, you know, Chris Carson looked like the guy. I mean, Rashad Penny was an afterthought. Right. Well, now uh, Chris Carson's fumbling all over the place. It's like he's you know got got oil on his hands. Right. And so maybe Rashad Penny's going to get his chance. But you know, these are the kind of offers I'm getting in this league. They're always from the same guy. And then I respond with an offer that I think makes sense. I mean, like I responded, well, I I guess I shouldn't even say that because this is not realistic. I've got, I've kind of tried to send him offers that maybe teach him a lesson about oh, what's realistic sure. because when he sent me <laughs> when he sent me Crowder and those picks for Edelman, I responded, all right, I'll give you Edelman and Kadri Allison because he has Devontae Freeman, and all I want is David Montgomery and Debo Samuel. Well, you know, how bad do you want? So Julian Edelman. What did you send? What did you send him? I said I'll give you I'll give you Julian Edelman okay. and Kadri Allison to mm-hmm. back up uh, uh, Freeman, and I want David Montgomery and Debo Samuel. Ooh. <laughs> of course he's not going right, to do that. Right. But I figure this should show you how big of a deal Julian Edelman is on my team. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's not well, how like bad do- your offers are. Sometimes they just you send me one bad offer. I'll yeah. send you one in return just to. Yeah, return I mean, the favor. Yeah, I mean, there's one where I really like. I don't like sending lowball offers, but this guy needed to <laughs> needed to get some really bad offers so he could kind of see how I felt about his. Um. So anyway, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Oh, and three just feels feels gross, but I think I mean maybe it's not as bad as I'm thinking. Holding on to Edelman makes sense because I don't think you'll get enough for him. Twenty team leagues are tough to trade in. Like trying to come up with a trade in the one twenty team league, man, again, is nobody has enough depth to give you what right. you should get for someone like Odell. You're, I mean, this is best ball, but you're starting people you shouldn't be starting. Right? How uh, how many of each position get started? Mm. I believe it's uh, up to four running backs, up to four receivers, 
So it's like uh, like six total between those two positions, maybe something like that. Okay. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. And and I don't navigate MFL well, so it's hard to <clears throat> it's hard to fully check. But it's um. Yeah, it's just frustrating. I don't like being zero and three ever. I wouldn't either. I'd look into maybe considering if you can find a team with some depth, like you said, cashing in Odell and seeing if you can get something like a Godwin and Tyrell Williams and uh, a running back like Ingram or something, and maybe have yeah, them throw in a late first on that. Like it's something to give you enough of a package because you don't have much producing on running back. Like that's hurting you. No, something I don't. where you might be able to get a few productive receivers who don't have a ton of value, even though Godwin's value is shooting up. So maybe that's not the best target. Yeah, sure. But, um, Although he looked like he was forgotten about this past week with that. I think that's what's going to happen on so. offense. So you're going to, like, he, yeah, they both have predict. amazing ceilings, but yep. you just, you're not going to know which to pick. Absolutely. So the, uh, the best ball format would be great to have both of them on your squad because I think one of them is going to go off every week. You just don't necessarily know which one it is. True. Very true. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's switch over here. So in the league I'm trying to repeat in. Um, and I had asked your opinion about this, so so I look forward to hearing what you think. So sure. I've I've got a stacked I've got a stacked team. This is the twelve team PPR. Yeah, I've seen it. And I, I it's, like, it's a ridiculous it's one of those, team. You just wonder how they happen. It but. is years and years and years of piecing this together. So you know it doesn't happen overnight. But I had Antonio Brown on this team, mm-hmm. and I had debated. I talked on here about debating starting him. That first week that he was, not first week, second week, week two. Yeah. Uh, week two that he played for the Patriots, and I debated starting him. I actually lost that week um, because his points would have been better than Ingram's, who I started in in the flex. Um, and then all of the sudden, he's cut, and he's gone. And that's yeah. the end of Antonio Brown. And so I'm hearing a lot of things that he's not going to play for the remainder of this year which makes sense because he's a crazy person and he doesn't seem like he has any desire to to uh to play anymore. So, I had put out multiple times Antonio Brown for a first and I'm thinking, man, if if I had multiple firsts like a couple of these guys do, I would think taking a flyer on him would be an easy decision. What it time of the year was that? Oh, this is Several times among the la- uh, across the last couple months. Okay. Now, Dave had said, oh, if you'll accept a third, count me in. And I, I laughed, you know, ha, 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 yeah, right. Well, then finally I put out Antonio Brown for a third because I wanted him off my team. Mm-hmm. I wanted to pick up a flyer. I wanted to have the opportunity. I didn't think he was going to do anything for me this year. And honestly, I want to win and end this league. I want to win the big money, and I want this league to die with me as the emperor. That's sure. what I want. And he's not going to, Antonio Brown's not going to help me do it. So Dave, my lovely co-host, responds and he says, what the heck, I'll give you a third for Antonio well, Brown. Well, nice. Too bad he's not here to discuss <laughs> yeah. that one with you. because I a, know. How convenient. That's the monster. That's probably why he didn't show up, huh? Maybe. It might be. <laughs> it may be. So he is now sitting here. With um, so he's now sitting here with uh, Antonio Brown on his roster, and I have a third for twenty twenty. So if I don't repeat, I can use that third. Right, I like that for both. What do you think? Like, because um, at that point, you know, 
yeah, it's unlikely he's coming back. I actually do like it for both teams because I'd give a third just on the off chance everything is cleared. You have Antonio Brown the following season. He's not going to help you this year, and if you hopefully win, he won't help you again ever. Exactly. And then if, for whatever reason, you don't, you do have the extra pick in a, in a nice class, and you do a good job with those third-round picks. Oh, even. thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. Turned uh, last year's third into Terry McLaurin. Oh, so thank you. It turned out well. Yeah. And I didn't even know. It was just because he was a Buckeye, <laughs> and he's really fast. Um, <laughs> kind of new, though. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I do okay. So, yeah, so, so Dave now has... Uh, now, Dave now has Antonio Brown on this team. And, you know, his team name is I Hate This Team. Yeah. And uh, this is the team where he acquired ODB and Mike Evans for four oh, first-round picks. Yeah. I don't know. He just got handed. Heard about that a few times. Yeah. And every time I do, like, what? Every time, right? So he's 2-1, and one, much like most people in this league. I'm 2-1 and one in third place. There's a couple 3-0 and o teams that just have ridiculous, you know, like, oh, Delvin Cook is carrying your team. But... So Dave's team now is, you know, he's got Josh Allen, Marlon Mack, Wayne Gallman, <laughs> ODB, Mike Evans, Vernon Davis, Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson, Jaguars, Chris Boswell. He's sitting on Hunter Henry, DJ Moore, Sam Darnold, Jordan Howard, Ronald Jones. So, you know, he's got some real, like, wow, you're starting Vernon Davis. But then he's got, like, superstars. Sure. You know, he's got Tyler Lockett as a flex, which is huge. And now I see Antonio Brown via trade at the end of his lineup. And I think, I hope that doesn't end up coming back to bite me. That would be a real bummer. So. Well, the, yeah, the only way it really can is if, I mean, you have to go for it. Like, you're going all in, right? Yeah. Who, did, who did you pick up for Antonio Brown? Uh, thir- uh, third round, just a third right, round. Right, but once you got rid of him, you picked somebody. You oh, somebody right, right, right. I picked but... up, um, well, I picked up Ty Johnson, Detroit running back. I feel it felt like he was the best flyer. Um, probably ready to drop him and move, drop him and move on. Now that I've seen a week, it just sure. it wasn't enough. Right, you know, there's plenty of flyers, and I'd rather kind of go go elsewhere. Oh, but. there's a lot of buzz. Anybody where there was deep leagues, everybody said, "Hey, he's one to grab onto, just in case yep. he could have been one that went off." And then everybody's spending their fab on him. Sure, um, and and that's and I tried to do that in in all of these dynasty leagues, empire leagues, and like my, my goal is to pick up players that could break out and have them before everybody wants them. Like, that is a major, major strategy of mine, is I go through and I pick up, all right, try to get this guy before he goes off. Like, if I, if it was a shallower league and I didn't have Justin Jackson and he's going to play Miami this week, right. I pick him up now right. because he's going to play Miami and he's going to... I mean, Tony Pollard had 100 three and a touchdown i think in garbage time right because that's how bad miami is well goodness gracious it's not like eckler's gonna get everything justin jackson is going to feed on the dolphins and so you know i've got some guys like that you know i picked up jamal williams because aaron jones is not getting the carries that he should probably good you have him to hedge your bets yeah so if one gets hurt the other really slides in detroit just released cj anderson and they seem con- like the adamant. Everybody, even Kerryon Johnson himself, says he doesn't want to be a workhorse back. So I mean, and I- it sure doesn't seem like he is. It's it's weird. Like, yeah. what is the deal with their usage of him? I don't know. So but, who, um, who else are you gonna pick up now then if you drop Ty? Well, let's see. Um, because I need to look. I actually, or maybe you shouldn't tell everybody who's listening that because no, you you give you give. Uh, you give me too much credit that there's that many people listening. Well, the people so, in your leagues are probably the ones who are, though. Yeah, so probably. By the time this comes out, I'll pick somebody up. Okay. So, 
I'm trying to stick to, you know, my wide receivers are fine. I got DK Metcalf and some other, you know, a couple other guys. So I'm looking at the running backs. And, you know, like Frank Gore is there. Ugh, gross. Like, he's not a flyer. He's not high upside. No, once Singletary finally comes back, he's... I mean, Jalen Rashard really... He had a lot more play this past week. That was promising, but it's not like he's an upside play. Yeah, he didn't do a ton either. And then there's the whatever I mean speak or whatever they said they want to get Jacobs more involved in the passing game. So honestly, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of great options here. I mean, honestly, one of my be- one of my better bets might be just take Dexter Williams for Green Bay and just have that entire mm-hmm. backfield locked up. <laughs> Couple injuries and you, you never know. All of a sudden, he's starting for the Packers. Things so. change quick. Things change quick. So, so I don't know. There's not a lot of. I mean, on now on in wide receiver, there are some better options. Now, I I passed up on picking up uh, Philip Dorsett, which is a bummer because I feel like he may have been the way to go. But you know, there's definitely guys here that I would prefer to have at wide receiver. The problem is just that I I already have so wide, receiver. wide receiver. Yeah, already. it's just. I mean, it's like I was telling Kara the other night when I was helping her with her team. It's like you don't need to have five wide receivers on your bench. Right. You know, like there are startable guys on the waiver wire anytime you want. You want those running backs where one injury and all of a sudden, you know, you want the Chase Edmonds where right. David Johnson gets hurt. You got a guy who's now the guy. Not that that opportunity is all that great, but um, when you can trade, it's a little different too. They'll hang true. on to some depth That's, wide receiver to try to flip for an absolutely. Back, you can't trade. I'm in that not league, allowed so. to trade in this league, and that makes it really tough. I mean, I, I like you know, I'm glad that I won and can't trade, but um, it is it does make it uh, it does definitely make it uh, tough. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm it was another get right week, so I'm two and one. Those three and O teams, I don't think they have the juice to to keep that yeah. going. So I guess we'll find out. Um, let's move on, shall we? Um, the IDP league. I had a get right week. So I had been 0-2. This is oh, the, okay. this wow. is the 10 offensive starters, 10 defensive starters, 12 team bench or 12 oh, okay. man bench. Which, uh, I still sweater. can't fathom that short. Of it's a, so short of a bench for how many starters. I know. And, and my team is good and I just hadn't just i just hadn't performed and it's so frustrating well i finally had a get right week and i was playing against um i was playing against bill uh my friend justine who i've referenced before on, sure. on here that's that's her dad i played okay. him this week so to lose twice in the, in three weeks to her family would have been would have been really depressing so i'm up to eighth eighth out of uh, 12 nice. in this league nice so I had a pretty great performance. Let's let's take a little look. Okay, so Baker was Baker was still bad. <laughs> yeah, doing but things. Miles Sanders seventeen points. Mark Ingram thirty eight points. DJ Chark seventeen points. DeAndre Hopkins only had eleven. He's I don't know why another, he's not getting. It's another d- disappointing another rough performance. Week for him, yeah. yeah. It's... Michael Thomas fifteen with Teddy Bridgewater. I'll take that. Evan Ingram twenty two. Chris Carson fumbled again and got benched, so he was only at you know seven and a half. But I have a I have a Rashad Penny, so yeah. if I have to put him in, I can. But I just traded for Carson. I just traded AJ Green for Carson because oh, uh, I needed running back help. So it'd be nice if he didn't get benched. 
Uh, Philip Rivers for 20 points. And then Aaron Donald put up 14. Dante Fowler with 8. Devin Bush, linebacker for the Steelers, with 31. Oh, nice. Joe Schobert for the Browns, 17. Jordan Hicks for the Cardinals, 11. Kenny Clark, defensive tackle for the uh, Packers, only had two. Marshawn Lattimore and Vaughn Bell, that's the cornerback and safety for the uh, Saints. They're both former Ohio State Buckeyes, by the way. Put a 57 between Whoa. them. I just leaned on the phone like yeah. left. Coming um, from the Buckeyes makes it all that much sweeter. Oh, more, all that uh, much sweeter, exactly. Uh, Jesse Bates at safety, 11 points. Malcolm Jenkins, another former Buckeye for 15. And Robbie Gould, You Gould, love yourself some Mickle- Malcolm Jenkins. I sure do. <laughs> I sure do. You know, he's just consistent. He plays 100% of the snaps. He plays all over the field. And then I'm looking at my bench, and I did not really have points left on my bench. I mean, Hassan Reddick, linebacker for the Cardinals, he's the other linebacker that I have Hicks as well, and... Um, he had 23, but like other than that, I made all. Oh, Shaq Thompson, another linebacker. Well, linebackers score a lot, so that makes sense. But I picked, made all the right choices, and it just felt so good. I won one, sorry, I won 333 to 263. Nice. So that was, oh, that felt, that felt so good. And actually, I was the highest scoring team this week. So for to be zero and two and be so frustrated by this team and then all of a sudden, bring it felt oh just felt so good. Um, Do you feel like you got a contender here? I mean, I feel like it's a contender. Sure, it, it rough luck the first two weeks. Which yeah, is, which is these first two weeks, like yeah. a lot of teams are that exactly. way. Exactly, like, and I you know and I traded away. I mean, I traded away Dak Prescott in the in the off season. I have to well, I traded away Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson both in the ooh. off season. Um, not my proudest moment, but, you know, one was to beef up my defense and the other... Well, they were both to beef up my defense. Okay. And for one of them, I got um, Philip Rivers back along with a pick that led to, like, Jonathan Abram, who's now okay. on IR. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think I, I just needed the def- defensive overhaul, and this is this is looking really good. I mean, Devin Bush was my second-round uh idp rookie pick and he you know put up 31 this week he looks amazing he's a michigan wolverine so i don't like to you know i don't really like starting him but that's okay i got enough forgive, buckeyes i have to, to forgive him for that if he puts up that kind of performance <laughs> yeah i got enough buckeyes to cancel yeah i started dabbling into my first couple idp leagues yeah how's that how's that going you're starting to get the hang of it not really not really i noticed half the names you said though which is uh, an improvement from where we would have been last year (laughs) but i even play idp and there's names where i'm like who the heck is that (laughs) no idea yeah um but i know i've given you some idp advice hopefully it's it's actually worked out well for me when one of my deep uh 16 team super flex leagues with five idp slots less the most we have any other place i play it's only like one or two uh flex sure this one actually has positions but yeah sometimes the id people you barely like suggested uh miles garrett and uh deforest buckner yeah. they, they, they bailed me out is that deforest deforest is that is that lanolin <laughs> like thing. she's like sheep's wool um yeah i mean some of the names are some of the names are a little ridiculous but uh yeah, you know, it's just a whole nother dynamic. And, you know, Dave and I talked about it last week. We just, it's hard to predict. Year to year it changes. You can't just sit on the same guy because the situation matters so much. And, 
you know, if an offense for, for a team gets better, it affects how the def- how many oh, opportunities sure, yeah. the defense gets. There's a lot a lot to it for sure. Um so I, I don't know. I really enjoy it, but I was uh I was glad to get in the Well yeah, nice office. job in the high score and the, the get right week. Oof. Three thirty three. That feels looks, pretty good. That looks good. But I gotta tell you, the defending champ, let me let me I gotta share this team, this defending champ. Oh my gosh. The defending champ is looking at, okay, well, okay, he's got some positions that are weak, but his wide receivers. Kirk Cousins, Connor, and Bell, wide receivers. Julio, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, ODB, and his flex. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Disley at tight end, Jacoby Brissett. Um, And Disley's looking good, too, though. Disley's looking real good. Well, that's what I keep saying about Danny. Like, I said to Danny yesterday or today, whenever I texted him, I said... Uh, he said his team's looking good. I said, do you really think that Seahawks luck is going to continue? Because he's sitting there with Lockett and Frozen. He's sitting sure. there with Lockett and Wilson and Disley. They can't keep up what they're doing. Or maybe they can. Who knows? I will see. I, I, <clears throat> but that, uh, I mean, that kind of production at that level is never sustainable. It just depends if they go back to running the ball or if they really start to sling it a lot because there's not a ton of other people to sling it to. Well, running, DK steps it up. Running the ball would sure be good for me. <laughs> Help you out. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, the champ in this is looking real solid. But he actually, wow, he actually lost to Danny this week. Danny's 3-0 and in this league. Is that a PPR league? I believe it's half point, okay. but there's some other weird things. I believe it's .25 per carry. per reception and maybe a point per first down. I mean, there's some things in here to kind of beef up some of these. Mm -hmm. And then the defensive scoring is, like, off the charts. I mean, it's 10 points for a defensive touchdown, 5 for an interception. It's it's huge. So, um, I mean, for example, I was playing against, uh, like, for example, I was playing against Bill this past week, and after the Thursday night game... I had DJ Chark, who got me 17 points. Very respectable. Okay. After the Thursday night game, he had defensive end slash linebacker Josh Allen for Jacksonville, and mm-hmm. he had Calais Campbell defensive end for Jacksonville. And between the two of them... Oh, no, wait a minute. I might be looking at the wrong thing. Because now it only says they have 6 and 10 points. Because when I was watching it happen, they had like five sacks between them. But maybe that did not... Hmm. Well, now I'm thoroughly confused because it didn't look <laughs> like they had all that much. So anyway, um, doesn't really matter. Wow, good podcasting. Okay. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's move on. So <clears throat> I think we're going to wrap this up with talking about the league that I think you and I uh, collectively take the most seriously, and that is the Frozen Super Deep leak all right kurt so frozen super deep um this is uh this is the league that uh, is kind of our baby it started this last year the league the one this i care is, about the most this is the one i it's, could lose every other league and as long as i win in frozen i'm i'm happy honestly it's the one i care about most too right now it's got, it kind of feels like so uh it started last year it was really deep we, we had issues right off the bat because we wanted to do an auction draft yeah. <laughs> and we didn't 
I gave you some crap about that for a while. Huh? Yeah, and, and, and it was coming together at the end of summer, and we, we just realized getting everybody together wasn't going to work, but we also realized with a team this deep, with a league this deep, it was oh, really hard. A week for an option. Yeah. I mean, we were going to have it be like $500 per team, uh-huh. and then you're, you know, you're drafting 40 players per team, so how in the world? I mean, it just, it would have been crazy. So we ended up doing a slow draft that was a... Um, uh, a slow draft that was a that was a snake draft, and it led up to pretty close to the start of the season. I remember I was at the state fair and I ran into Danny, yeah. who's my assistant. My I'm the I'm his vice commissioner, I guess technically. And I we ran into each other at the state fair. We were in the middle of this draft. Yeah, I remember that too. And I, I he took, sniped me on Edel Smith the pick before, and he told me I just ran into. Him. We just mentioned uh-huh, Edel Smith. Yep, and, and I took he, he was yeah, next to my queue. Yeah, and I took Kiki Cutie like <laughs> round twenty three or something, and yeah, it was kind of fun. So, so this was so this is a this is a fun league. It, it's pure dynasty. It's so deep that you can hold these players forever. You, Not deep enough for me yet. There's well, some players okay. I'd like to hold on to a little longer, <laughs> but it is still super deep. It is super compared to all my all super the deep. Um, and and so we, all right. So we started off last year. How did you? I mean, this is forever ago. But how did you feel after the startup for this draft? I Do feel, you remember? Yeah, I remember feeling pretty good. Um, also I wasn't too much into fantasy football, believe it or not, before like this draft. So I didn't know a lot of players all that well. Right. So I didn't know how to feel, but looking at my team, um, afterwards, I'm like, huh, I think I got, um, somebody that could compete here. I didn't expect to even after the draft to compete for a couple of years. Like I needed so many players to hit. Right. Um, luckily for me, a few did, um, but I'm like, hey, this is a good. This is a good team for the future, and I thought I had enough depth at that point that I could keep building. Um, but I felt as good as I f- I knew how to feel um, because I I didn't know a lot. Like I should maybe even admit this, but I didn't like I drafted Patrick Mahomes in the sixth round. I didn't know who Patrick Mahomes was. He was just a top of one of the one of the. Uh, ratings that I was looking at, rankings I was looking at. Right. He was the next top guy, so okay, he looks young. I know you want young people in Dynasty, and he's on top of that list, hey, so I'll that's take fair. him. But. That's fair. Yeah, I um, I, I came out of the, so I was kind of the same way. Like I came out of this draft thinking I'm not going to compete. I, I ended up with the first overall pick. I took Todd Gurley. That worked out year one pretty well. And then on the second turn, I took Russell Wilson and Joe Mixon. And mm-hmm. this was not a way I had started any draft before. Like, I, I have girly other places, but I had not ever taken Mixon. And I had not really ever taken Wilson. And I thought, wow, okay, well. Here, and at that time, we you weren't an early running back I was, person. I mean, actually... yeah, it's not what I typically do, but it was one of those things where if you're first overall, you right. kind of have to take a running right. back. Yeah. And then at that turn, I couldn't pass up on another top guy. Right. Um, so then by the time it got back to me, because I'm waiting forever, I believe my wide receivers I ended up coming out of the draft with were Sammy Watkins and Jamison mm-hmm. Crowder, yeah. who started the year really terribly. Um, I ended up with James White. I ended up with... Um, uh, quarterbacks, I had Matt Stafford, and I had Jameis Winston, so I felt okay there. Uh, I had Evan Evan Ingram at tight end, but this was a two-start, two-tight end right. league. So I had Evan Ingram and Dallas Goddard, 
so my love of Goddard was was strong already at that point. <laughs> but I'm I'm looking at this team like I won several I won the first four weeks, the first five weeks, and I'm thinking, boy, maybe this team can do it. Like those stud running backs are that you know, and James White was a top twelve right. running back last year. Is this enough to like win a championship with? But I'm looking at the team thinking, I don't think it is. So, you know, you're looking at your t- team thinking, this doesn't feel like enough. I'm looking at my team thinking, this doesn't feel like enough. So we're both kind of thinking, we got to do something yeah. to take this up a notch. And so the very first trade in this league was you traded with your sister, my future wife. Yeah. And you wanted Philip Lindsay. Yeah, because I did the opposite of what you did. Uh, and I did go wide receiver heavy right away. Because that's what felt. Everybody was going RB yep. heavy, and I'm sitting there. People are scared not to have running backs. We've seen it a lot. Eighth of overall, and Nuke's yeah. on the board, and yeah. I was not expecting to be, you know, having to decide from Nuke. I was had in my mind. I'm picking OBJ, maybe taking Michael Thomas at that point, but Nuke's there. I'm like, oh, I gotta take Nuke. And coming back around, I actually struggled because I wanted Mixon, but Keenan Allen was there. I'm like, okay, I'll maybe I'll just you know, go depth at wide receiver. Um, and Royce Freeman was actually my first running back. And so I think my number two running back was Chris Carson, and then I had Yeldon. <laughs> like those were yeah. that was my running back. Yeah, room. that's a rough start. Um, but it was rough right away when Lindsey broke out. Watching Lindsey grab all the carries every week from Rice yeah, Freeman. Yeah, he really did. And so I tried Came out of nowhere. pulling Lindsey out of her for a second. She held out and finally, okay, I'll give you the first. He's worth first to me. Um, and I just decided to start both of them i think for a while that was going to be my plan because my running back sucks so much i like all this whoever gets the touchdown or the carries i'll you know like just let the the two running backs uh if i can get the floor from the denver running backs well you and i are both willing to do that at at other positions too i mean we've both done it at tight end we've done it at wide receiver we've done it at running and it's in this league it's okay this deep of a league it actually works out you can kind of turn it like treat it like a best ball hybrid in yep, a way to yep. where you put on the same team the two people and that way you have that floor of the targets or the floor of the carries and you don't have to worry about one vulturing the other in the end zone you don't have the ceiling but you've definitely right. got the floor and so like if i were like this year if i were playing against you i don't think i i don't think i could justify doing it because it's just i don't have the upside to compete with your roster but if you're going against somebody where you just need a safe and if and, when, if and when we get there, I made that decision against you in the playoffs, and it costed me, though, because the floor <laughs> and that extra backup would have been nice. But Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, so this is last year we're talking about. So you acquired Philip Lindsay, and, and my fiance began her, her quest of having all the first yeah, round picks. First trade of the year, and she was involved. So, I was so then, so then I was, so then I started thinking, all right, I want to trade Russell. I think I mentioned this last week. I want to trade Russell Wilson to Danny because Danny loves Russell Wilson. He loves the Seahawks. And I think I can get a haul. And so I went to him and I said, let's talk this through. And I ended up acquiring Mark Ingram and Zach Ertz. And I think it was a second in 2019, like last year, um, for Evan Ingram and Russell Wilson. Um, And I I felt great about that. You know, I had enough, I had enough running backs that that worked because I had... Oh, I had Baker. That's that's what it was. Yeah, I had Baker. I had Winston. I had Stafford. Yeah, so I could have started. He's gotten right. the start, and you know he was he was starting to look good. And Zach so. Ertz 
was still getting enough targets in a two tight end league. He like right, he and was, I had Goddard, and this was where right. I wanted to start my Goddard he, starting. That might even start toxic. He came after got like he came to you trying to get Goddard, and yes, and I said <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy talk. Um, yeah, and so so I uh, I could afford to, what it came down to was I could afford to lose Wilson because I had three other quarterbacks that were solid um at least start worthy and uh and it got me a superstar tight end and I already had Goddard so that worked out well and then I was getting Ingram who I knew I could start at least mm-hmm. last year He's last year um, and, already, and now this year so. and now this year so it's really working out well it's like you. funny looking at him on this on this list with New Orleans next to his name it kind of freaks <laughs> right. me out so then the trade of all trades. The trade of all trades. The one I'm still wondering we, about. <laughs> we start talking about what if we did Baker what if we did Baker for Mahomes? That's not even where we started. We started. Tell this, me where this, we started, because you may remember better. This was months in the You're the, the one words. who lost Mahomes, so yeah. you might remember You this came time. after Mahomes with Russell Wilson when you were chopping Russell yep. Wilson around you first. That came sounds after like Mahomes. something I would do. Yep. And uh at that time I was still wondering like Russell Wilson's fine, but he was struggling early part of the year. Don't necessarily hold that against a person, but Baker was really coming on. I'm like Baker's, you know, I don't know where his ceiling is going to stop. Sure. Yep, he's a bit younger, and I still don't know if I have a competitor here. Right. So I don't necessarily want to flip him for Wilson at that time. Yep. Um, you came back at me again with Stafford, and <laughs> I don't remember what you were going to add on top. of Nobody Stafford. wants Stafford ex- <laughs> except for Dave. <laughs> I actually want Stafford. Stafford's yeah. a steady, steady. That's what I think, too. For a few years yet. like I, Yeah. I mean, Stafford was rough last year, but generally speaking. Um, but yeah, I don't remember exactly what the trade was. Stafford at first and something else, I think. I think at that time I had um, came after you for Mike Williams because I wanted to do the yes. I wanted to start doing the wide and receiver I, stack. Yep. And I knew Mike Williams could beef it up. So And I was willing to trade Mike Williams. He hadn't shown a time. I mean, he actually... Well, no. He, he had shown his... Um, proclivity for scoring touchdowns early yep, in the year yep, on not did. very many targets. And that's why I came after him. So he was him. looking, yeah. The first, the idea of, maybe I'll do this with the can or San Diego. Mm-hmm. Are they San Diego anymore? Um, uh, no. I think they're Los Angeles now, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sacramento? Chargers. We'll just call Palo them the Chargers. Alto? Yeah. I don't know. Rancho <laughs> Cucamonga? I forget where they're they somewhere in California. But the Chargers. It doesn't matter. In the same way I had... The um, LA Clippers. Let's go. Like seeing the... Uh, Lindsay vulturing Royce Freeman, in my mind, Mike Williams was taking all the touchdowns from Keenan Allen. So I'm like, well, why don't I just get all of those targets? Because the, the floor for that wide receiver core was about 50 points a week. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why well, don't I just guarantee myself 50 points a week? Um, and so you, I think, offered like a first-round pick, Mike Williams and Michael Staff- or Matthew Stafford, which is fine offer, I think. But I was just like, with my team still, I want to stay young. I don't want to go old. And prob and I think I told you like the only quarterbacks I think I'd trade mo- think even think about it right now are Goff, Wentz, and maybe Baker. And it was the next day you came after me. Okay, got an idea. And this was how much I was in. Like this is how much I was really digging Mahomes. Like I was, I was in love because I'm from Cleveland. And Baker Mayfield was on my startup team, and I could have him forever. I'd come after you a few other times, and you wouldn't do it. You're just like, right. you, you know, you're not getting well, Baker. Well, I like, wouldn't have traded Baker if I wasn't getting Mahomes. So, like, we were on the same page on that one. Yeah, so, I, mean, I think I, I offered you one really crazy trade involving Nuke and Mahomes, but you had to give way too much. Like, yeah, I don't remember <laughs> what I would have to give for that. My firstborn child someday? I don't know. Um, so, it ended up being that I gave you Baker... 
Mike Williams, Kiki Cutie, Demetrius Harris, because you have Kelsey, and at the time yeah, that would have been his handcuff. Makes sense for me. You like handcuffs. I, I do. I handcuff and, everything. And my 2020 first. 2019. That was 2019 first yeah. from this year. Okay. I, I traded away so many picks yeah. that I don't, I don't remember. Okay, so my upcoming first. Um, and I acquired Patrick Mahomes and then basically... Whoever else I was going to draft. Whoever else you were going to yeah, draft. Like, I like Chad... Because it's so deep, there was some people who may see the field, and you're like, well, I'll take those over the people yeah, I'd get on the I mean, I think wire, you so. may have given me a choice on a couple, and I was like, okay, I'll take TJ <laughs> Jones, and I'll take Dontrell Inman. But mainly, it was all those pieces for right. Mahomes. Now, this offseason, when we're getting this Mahomes hype... Right. I mean, it's looking like I got taken. I well, because yeah, Baker shot up and. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, Baker. I mean, well, yeah, Baker shot up. Mahomes is right. unreal, like otherworldly. But the way Baker was shooting up, and then Mike Williams being talked about. I mean, dynasty nerds talk about him like he is the next, you know, whatever next super wide receiver one, Kiki Cutie, you know, who is great. And then I gave you a first, right. And so it looked like if you were going to get something from Mahomes... Right, and at the time, I think that's why I did it, because I saw Baker was starting to set rookie records ready. He was looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, Mahomes, I thought, was already at his ceiling at that point, because he was on everybody's number one list. I'm like, where can you go higher than number one? <laughs> like, can you really right. keep can you, being the best right. quarterback he's ever? Already in the stratosphere, how much higher right. can you go? Well, apparently, there's new dimensions that he's creating <laughs> for how high mm-hmm. you can go. Um, so right away, it looked pretty even to me, at least, because I got the QT was getting a lot of targets. When he can see the field, too, he's still pretty good. Yeah, he looked good early Mike on, Mike Williams, sure. I think, could be a, a decent wide receiver one if he gets somewhere other than Keenan Allen in the way. Right. Um, even though I wish I still had him, but I traded him away later. I don't know if we'll get that far. I mean, Keenan Allen looks... Yeah, Keenan Allen looks great. I think you're fine. Keenan um, Allen looks incredible. But yeah, over the summer, then, in startups I was doing... Baker is starting to get taken only a few picks after Mahomes, almost everywhere. He's a late first, early second round pick. And so this is all of a sudden looking really good because Mike Williams, too, then is being taken fourth, fifth round. Get a first that pick onto that, which I ended up throwing in a package for Saquon. Like, I'm looking like, hey, this is working out really well for me. Um, but all of a sudden, Mahomes just keeps again creating yeah. these dimensions and going on. And Baker's having the sophomore struggles that Mahomes avoided. So Yeah, I mean Baker looks I just He looks rough. Something must be he going looks on. He looks scared. Yeah, something must be going on. Granted the offensive line isn't the greatest. He's not having a lot of time to make a decision, but he's just he's not he's I don't know. I d I don't like don't don't like what I see right now, but but I'm stubborn on a few guys. Um Baker's one of them. I feel like I have to be stubborn on him because he's I do have a lot of Mahomes, Baker, and had a lot of luck. Like, I'm a, a QB guy. I'm a handcuff guy and a QB guy. Well, I don't so know I how much luck you had, but... Everywhere. Oh. <laughs> ah, <zing. laughs> nice. um, um, no, I know what you mean. Doesn't... But I, I have to hold on because I'm not going to sell short right. too much, so I have to uh, weather the storm. So him and Diggs, I have Diggs is a lot of places to do. You do. But, but situations change real fast. They, they really sure do. do. I held on to... I guess Cooper for a while, a lot of places, and everybody's trying to get rid of him for a second, and all of a sudden now he's the next big thing. So, I'm looking at your team name, and it's Life's a Garden. Digs it right now. It is <laughs> yes, because I had to trade it from. Yeah, what it was, was it before? It was. Are you too good for Mahomes? Are you too good for Mahomes? <laughs> and you can put a picture in this good. league too. And so I had yep. Happy Gilmore yelling it's at the ball, amazing. not going in the hole. 
That was actually one of the reasons why I was reluctant to trade Mahomes, too, because I'm like, well, i got to figure out a different Which team Which is ridiculous, right? It's the same reason with me. Like, I was reluctant to trade Mixon because I just got a Mixon jersey. Yeah. So now I have <laughs> now I have a stupid signed Mixon jersey, and I have I have no shares of Mixon. Well, it's like, well, what was I what was I thinking? But that's not a good re- that's not a good reason not to trade. Not if trade um, feels right. So then, uh, you know, so then there was a uh, so that was like November. Gosh, that was November fifth that happened. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that the other great thing about that was we actually came to that deal in person. We were at dinner at Joe Sensor's. Yeah. And we shook hands over the deal. That's the way all trade At done. the meal. It's... Poor Claire was sitting there with us, and she was just <laughs> having to listen to this whole negotiation. But to, to, to <clears throat> come to agreement on a deal in person, shake hands yeah. over a good burger and a burger beverage. And a beer, yeah, oh, it's... man, it was good. It was good. So then... The, so then, uh, now it appears as though <laughs> it appears as though it was uh, the same right around the same day. I decided to be active again. Now, I had Jamison Crowder on Washington. He he was oh, just yeah, doing nothing. One. He was do, doing nothing for me. I needed to. I needed to do something for my wide receivers. Your wide receivers at this point are what Cortland Sutton because he was Cortland Sutton started to be okay, and I had. Jameson Crowder and I had Sammy Watkins who was hurt off and on. Like I couldn't trust him. I, said, just, I tried getting Sutton thrown into that Mahomes deal. But you you were did. Not and I Sutton. couldn't do it, and it's funny how quickly I gave up on him. <laughs> but uh, but I go to I go to Les and we start talking, and I said, "Listen, I'll give you." Well, I think he he had guys he wanted, but I I cashed in on Mullins. I gave Mullins, Kalen Balaj, and Crowder, and I got the two. Green Bay wide receivers, Equinemius, mm-hmm. St. Brown, and Marcus Valdez-Scanling, because I wanted some crazy names on my team. Um, and that was talked about, like, well, what's the point of that? You got two uh, wide receivers who are barely going to play, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, you know but what? But MBS was turning it on at that time. He was MBS turning it on. was looking like he was going <clears throat> to be something. And he, he is again, but yeah. he was looking like he was going to be something for the rest of that year. And Equinemius had the draft Yeah, and Equinemius had the draft capital, and he was a college star, and... And I just thought, you know, I'm not buying what these other guys are doing. You know, Mullins is only in because Garoppolo's hurt, and so right. so who knows? So that was so that was fine. I made a made a big deal here. I traded away. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. I traded away Spencer Ware for Malcolm Brown. So I got to back up Gurley. There so you that go. was pretty that huge. Was handcuff swap, but you know I'm into those. So. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. So then I I decided I needed to beef up my Beef up. I wanted to get a superstar. I I went to I went to Eric and I said I got Aaron Jones right. I'll give you Aaron Jones and I must have given a first with that. I it's these picks are not in here, but there were first. I you did you, not give a first with Aaron Jones. Was it only a second? I, this is where you got Gordon, right? Yeah. So but you this and happened I happened after the Saquon trade because you you, you and I trade. Oh, I don't see the Saquon. Oh no, no Saquon's coming up later. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the Saquon trade was on Thanksgiving. I, well, anyway, so... <laughs> I so, think the reason you did the Gordon was because you lost it on Saquon. But you only gave up two seconds and a third for... Okay, so I gave Aaron Jones and a bunch of picks for Melvin Gordon. Yeah. So I'm thinking, get a stud. Now, he ended up getting hurt. That's fine. But what, what was ironic was I turned him around. Right. Well, we'll get to that. Sure. Now, now, you made a big deal with Joe. This was the Saquon deal. This was a Saquon deal. This was around. This this was the same day. Now let's, yours might have gone through first. That's why it was on the same day. But in the chat, ours was first. 
And yours actually probably just got... Now, I would like to set the stage for this. Sure. So, this is a big deal. We got to set the stage. So there time. was a rule in this league that has since been destroyed. Yes. Because we it was a it terrible... All of us. Even me. Terrible rule. Who benefited from the rule. <coughs> it was a it terrible down. rule. So the rule was that when a trade was agreed upon by two... Uh, by two willing participants. <laughs> yeah, no. The trade that was agreed upon would be posted. And for 48 hours, the other members of the league could approach either owner with a try to do, make a better offer for this, their side mm-hmm. of the trade. So basically, it was a free opportunity to snipe the trade out from under whoever had originally agreed on it. spent all that work setting a <clears throat> trade. So I am constantly communicating with trades. I am negotiating. I'm putting out feelers. I'm, I'm doing all this stuff. Now, I had the advantage in this league that I knew everybody in this league. I recruited every single person to this league. Um, and so I had the advantage where I knew everybody. And so when it came to trade talks, I knew everyone. And there was no having to get used to right. you know anybody's whatever. Now, I've been in that situation where I don't know anybody in the league. My, that original empire that Dave won, I was in that situation. I had to reach out and I had to start conversations with these guys I didn't know and get used to the trading thing. So <clears throat> I was in the car with Claire. She's driving. I'm talking fantasy football with uh, with my buddy Joey. He's the one that's overseas um, serving our country right now. And um, we're negotiating and we come to an agreement where I'm acquiring Saquon Barkley. And I gave up <clears throat> Joe Mixon, Nick Vanette, Jake Butt, and a second. He didn't have any tight ends. Right. And I'm getting Saquon and some other garbage piece. I don't remember what it was. And we agreed on it. It was done. And I'm thinking, you know, okay, I'm making out here, but, you know, Mixon is not a nothing piece. Right. I mean, I'm giving up a top whatever running back, you know, a young stud running back. I shouldn't have gotten Saquon with him, right. but it's not nothing. But yeah, I mean, value-wise, Saquon was through the stratosphere at that point, I mean, but Mixon was an up-and-up young stud RB, um, and his value shot up since then, too. Still don't know that it shot up where the only uh, difference is long-shot tight ends and uh, second-round pick, but <clears throat> I guess you have to realize in this league, too, a two tight end league, even long shot tight ends. I'm holding on to twelve of them right I now. I know you are. So. <laughs> I know you are. So so I so we get to your brother's house for Thanksgiving. And you just got the biggest smile on your and face. And you walk in, and I said, "Hey, you just check your phone. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just acquired Saquon Barkley." And your response was, "No, you didn't." <laughs> and so I share with you, and you can't believe it. Now, <clears throat> of course, this trade is posted. Right. And other people want Saquon Barkley. Shockers. Right. I can't believe it. And so the talks start coming in. Now, my comment later with this rule was if this rule was going to continue, I think that any of the counter offers should have to be made in a public chat, like in a group chat. Like, well, I'll give you this instead. You know, like it should okay. be very transparent. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that the rule went away altogether, but I don't... It it just... It's shady So you know what anyway. you're working with? I suppose yeah. you can come back and be like, oh, I can... Whether you decide whether you want to top that or you at least see yourself getting screwed. Well, because for so for example, Andrew came back with a trade offer, like, well, I'll give you this for Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. And it was in the group chat, and my response was, 
oh, I think you spelled that wrong. It's supposed to be spelled T-H-O-M-A-S. Right. Meaning you really are going to come back trying to get Saquon and you're not throwing in one of your stud wide receivers? Like, come on. So, and he didn't, you know, he didn't like that. But so the negotiating started coming and Joey feels really bad. And he's texting me like, dude, these offers are really good. Like, I'm going to have to, con- I'm going to have to consider this. Like, I hate doing this. And I'm like, you know, it's fine. It's, it's in the rules. Like, what am I supposed to do? And then you said, all right, here's the deal, Ralph. I would never snipe you, is what you said to me. Right. But the floodgates have been opened. So rather than Andrew getting to get him for whatever price he was paying, now that the offers are coming in, I'm going to make an offer. And I, I thought that made sense. Like, what, yeah. Because I also wouldn't snipe My whole rationale was it did not feel right. Like, if I'm going to pay extra... Like, hey, you just acquired safe from this. I can give you a quick profit and offer it to you because you did the work to get your initial deal. I didn't feel right, like, jumping in, e- even though, like, part of me did want to. I'm not going to lie. Like, part yeah, of me was like, he's I getting get Saquon it. for a little price. Yeah, like, I feel like I got to jump it. in, but I'm just, I held back. I'm like, I can't do that because it just feels, it does not feel entirely right. But it's like once that, like, bubble was broken and you're like, hey, like, that deal, somebody else has already jumped in. Now I feel like, well, okay, those floodgates are open. And I still felt bad for you over Andrew, who you know, ended up sniping because it's like, it always looked like Saquon should be on your squad. Yeah. In the end, it ended up working out for you because you won because he wasn't on your squad. <laughs> if that deal would have gone through, it's I would true. be the champ and you right. would not be going for a repeat here. But Right. <clears throat> yeah, it's, um, it, it just was... The, the whole thing is it just feels like you put in all this legwork to get a trade going just to have somebody come in and say, I now see the price that's established right. exactly. and I'm going to go slightly better. Yep. And it just feels, it feels dirty because I'm the one who did all the legwork. And I get it. I have an advantage over all the people who don't know everybody else in the league. But I also put in a lot of time and effort and you know and and since then like i've joined so many leagues too but that like seeing that process play out and seeing like how you reach out you're reaching out to people almost every day yeah. hey what about this what about this and so it's like it actually gave me it's like hey this is what you, if you want to be successful what is this, this is what you have to do and we'll get to we'll get to our back and forth on oh, sure this, yeah, this, this flo- opened up the floodgates i guess so i guess we can wrap this up what did it the so, final trade ended up being so the final trade ended up being that you acquired let's see Saquon, Saquon, Diggs, Diggs, and Rashad Penny. Penny. You gave up Austin Hooper, Lamar Jackson, Amari Cooper, Royce Freeman, and Philip Lindsay. And this is a super flex league. It is a super flex league. So Lamar Jackson, Jackson, which looks real great now because he's been amazing. That's what we just just looked at his roster this past week, and like the guys they gave him like were half of his points. Well, and yeah, and who and Hooper at at tight end. I mean, he's getting a lot of targets. And yeah, at the time it looked actually looked. I think looked like I was making out pretty good. Um, but it looked like a fair trade even at that time. Now it's looking like he might be making up pretty good. I mean, Diggs does look great, but at the time you're right. thinking, man, I'm getting Barkley. But it's still Saquon. And, and even still, it's still right. Saquon Barkley. Right. He's still the number one asset. Yep. And so you have to give up. Like, the trades I see going down in other leagues are just insane for him. So. And so we have since gotten rid of the trade sniping rule. However, this was the only trade that was ever yep. sniped or even attempted to be right. sniped, I think. Yep. Um, so, that's, so that's something. So then we had... Uh, uh, Claire was desperate for a kicker, so you gave her Seth Deval for Kyra Santos, uh, or or was that the other way around? From her first attempt, her first yeah, no, she th- got Kyra Santos for Seth Deval. Yeah, yeah, yep. 
And then, so this, because this is the other thing with this league, is it's, you have to have two kickers on your roster. Yeah. <laughs> and so... And I like to handcuff. He would make one like, self, Seth to who? But I had Njoku, and Seth DeVell was his, right. his handcuff. And in a two-handcuff league, or a two-tight end league, and so, I yeah. handcuff tight ends even. So. And so Eric was holding, like, six kickers... And Claire was so angry because he wouldn't respond to her to trade him one of her kickers, mm. to trade her one of his kickers. And then I, I texted him one morning and I was just like, uh, hey, I'll, you have uh, Eric Ebron. Um, Mo Alley Cox is looking good. I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you Mo Alley Cox for Mason Crosby. He goes, oh yeah, that sounds fair deal. I'm like, okay, sweet. Now I got Mason Crosby. Okay. I guess I'm going to kick her. Um, so then, uh, you acquired, uh, you acquired Harrison Butker in a trade. Yeah, this is another kicker, and this uh, was this this is what started our kind of back and forth, just coming up to the trade because deadline. Because that hurt, because I like Harrison Butker. And this is what it was that same night though that you started talking with Les yes. to get Juju. Yes, because I had originally reached out to Les for Juju. His asking price at that time was just a little oh. too much for me, oh, and he's like, "Oh, I need to rebuild, and Juju's so young." Oh, and so I'm like, just sick. "So I'm like, okay." I will, let's just pivot to a couple people that I like. So I took uh, Harrison Butker, who's my favorite kicker. Mm-hmm. And I, in Dynasty, I think he should be pretty high up on the list. And um, Mike Kosicki, yep. who in a two tight end league, another yep. young tight yep. end. I wanted Absolutely. to try to shore that up. I think I gave up, I gave him a kicker back, Brian McManus, McManus. for the Denver, yeah. And then I gave him a second round pick. And I figured okay. the second round pick was worth Mike Kosicki. Yeah, and Agreed. And I gave him a third round pick because that's kind of what we had established as... You know, somewhat, if you're not going to involve a backup tight end for a kicker, we kind of established a third-round pick was going to be it. I mean, Harrison Bucker is, I mean, he's he is accurate, and he's on a great offense. Yes. So, I mean, I'm really jealous that you get to start Harrison Bucker. It's just one of the many reasons I hate your team. But Seeing the types of picks that you can get, I didn't know at that time what, what a second or third rounder would get you. I still think it's worth it, what he mm-hmm. looked, but seeing the types of picks you can get, I maybe would have thought about it a little more, because you can get some good value in the second and third round still. So... Then it's Monday, the 26th of November, and I am talking with Les. And no, this, that's not right, because you got him in the week. It only went through Monday, because so, it, has to, it has to post oh, for two days. Oh, it's when it gets posted. So okay. you, it was on the weekend. Uh, yep. Yes. Because it was just... Yes, because Claire and I were decorating the Christmas tree. It was like Christmas. a couple hours yeah, because, later. Because Claire and I were decorating the Christmas tree. Yep. And I was texting him wanting to and trade. And you, you mean you were talking trades, <laughs> but you're like, I have something else in the works. I'm like, Fuck! I uh, oh sorry. Oh sorry. We're trying to keep this clean. That's okay. I'm like, dang it! I'm like, I know he's talking to Les about Juju because I had left that open and I was gonna make uh, Les another offer the next day for Juju. I'm like, scrah! I just lost out on this. I'm like, I gotta do something quick or I'm gonna lose out on Juju. And sure enough, before I was able to get back at him, you guys posted a trade. So so. I wanted Juju. So remember, my wide receivers were Jamison Crowder. No, you know I already traded him. I had I had the the, I had Sutton and the Green Bay guys and Sammy Watkins still. Yep. Although he was hurt, and so I'm hurting. And so I wanted, I, I said, what would it cost me for Juju and Robert Woods? I wanted both. <laughs> so I gave him Taysom Hill, Cortland Sutton, both Green Bay guys who I had acquired right. from him in the first acquired place. Acquired from him somebody you picked up off and the waiver And then again, there must have been picks in there too. No, you gave him a 2021st in that one. Okay, so... You know, a twenty twenty first, but that's I mean, I got Juju and Robert Woods. Right. Come on. Even at that time, 
Juju's price was not quite what it was at the end of the right, year, the beginning right. of this year. He was just about to take off. He was he showing well, taken off but yet. he wasn't right. the star. And Sutton was coming on too. But I still felt like you got a free Robert Woods. Like, you paid yeah. the price I would have expected at that time to have to pay for Juju alone. I felt like Robert Woods, who was a productive guy, was just thrown in there. But yep. Absolutely. And so then... So then you, was it the same night, that same weekend? It was that same weekend, because it was the next day. I'm like, fuck, he just got <clears throat> Dang it, I yeah, gotta stop swearing. Yeah, you gotta watch that. All right. I don't, I'll find a way to bleep it. Okay, bleep those out then. Okay. But I, I thought to myself, okay, now he just got Juju. Who else is, because I had been talking to less about other people as well. I'm like, okay, so who else had we that we've been talking about could have the same kind of production down the stretch as Juju? Because at this mm-hmm. point, it's looking like me and you are going to battle it out for this playoff run. Right. And so I, I approached him again about CMC, and this is where at the next <laughs> trade we'll see how you're constantly getting sniped at the guy I approach a person about. But we couldn't come to agreements on CMC, and I had offered him the world for CMC. Honestly, I offered him um, Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, Kiki QT in my 2021st. Yeah, that's a haul. And he shot that down. He said uh, that wasn't enough. But we could come to agreements on Fournette, who he didn't like as much, apparently. Because CMC had just had a huge game, and Fournette had, had been having a couple down weeks. Right. And so I'm like, okay. Um, well, I think I actually offered to throw him in Anthony Miller in there, too. Because I, I had a bunch of receivers on my bench. Well, that's what ended up happening. Yeah, I tried to throw him all my receivers at CMC, and that didn't work. Yeah. And so I ended up sending him Anthony Miller, 2021st and Geronimo Allison yep. because he had already had those two uh yep. two green bay guys yep. from you get so like, you want to sh- make sure you get sure cover everybody. number two over there um and so that was that deal and that deal at the time i think you thought seemed pretty light yeah i mean i didn't like the fact you were acquiring fournette i looked Maybe at it was like it. oh man kurt's getting fournette this is a real bummer because, yeah, since then, Fournette's value has gone down, but his production is fine. I'm fine with him on my squad. He's one of the few workhorse running backs you can get anymore. Yep. Um, but yep, absolutely. his value, people don't like him for his injury history, I guess, and sometimes he's not that efficient. But I'd still I'd still pay that for him now, I guess, but it's about a... So then the last trade before the ter- trade deadline, literally days before the trade deadline. Yeah, last trade that went through. I tried. After you acquired CMC, I tried. I reached out to people about everybody and anything, but... I traded Melvin Gordon, acquired for Aaron Jones and Picks. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and Robert Foster. And there again, there must have been a pick thrown in there. I don't remember. You got a second. A second. I got a second? No, you threw I gave, a second. Yeah, you, gave you a threw a second, tw- right. So Melvin Gordon, Robert Foster in a second, and I got Christian McCaffrey, and I that was the move that really that pushed gave over. me the championship. Because well, the the week I was matched up against you was the, the was the week that I went to bed and we were neck and neck, and I right. didn't know how many first downs Christian right. McCaffrey had, and it turned out he had seven first downs. He got just enough, but and I won. There's so five many factors that week. But yeah, it was, right. it was like one point five points. It's true. The Nick, biggest factors Chubb dropped the ball for you. Biggest factors probably Keenan Allen sure. getting hurt and going out with zero points. Sure, that was huge. But even still, this and even again at this time. People were just talking in the podcast about, oh, would you add a first to Melvin Gordon to get CMC? And like, no. Would you add a second? Like, oh, I probably like this was actually a fair trade at the time. But anybody paying attention could see CMC's value was just about to skyrocket. And yeah. Gordon is Gordon. Like he's a useful back, but he's aged and injured quite a bit. Right. And so, 
And then, yeah. yeah, to see him go to you then, I'm just like, ah! Because we had been battling this particular weekend. We're slugging it out back and forth, trying to get a playoff run. And everybody I'm reaching out to, trying to get, I'm settling for something else. But then you're getting that person. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, that was, it, I mean, it was quite the back and forth. And, and it ended up, I mean... I ended up getting the better end of it at the end with the with the championship, but I mean your team looks scary. And you know we come into this year, and um, I started uh, one and I started one and one. I think I, how did where did you start? I don't remember. The same one and one because you beat me. That's to right. To get your one win. That's right. I beat by you by like three two. points. Right. Yeah, it was close. So our our, our last couple of matchups have been slugfests. I've come down to the end and just seeing what uh, how many first downs our our guy got like is that going to be enough or yeah so then this year with the setup a couple of a couple of interesting setup things so this this league is organized into divisions and so we are we are organized into divisions and they were kind of last year they were kind of initially they were based on kind of um I don't know like like Danny and Dave and I were in the same division mm-hmm. kind of we were the most experienced right. players and then like you and Claire were in the same division because you knew each other. So it was tr- kind of trying to get some rivalries going. I think and you we, were originally in our division, but you didn't want that rivalry once it came down to... Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just... I had randomly placed them, but then it was... I, I don't know. It ended up being fine. I mean, it... it yeah. Yeah. I, you, I, you can't be in the same division as Claire because sure. she will... She's very competitive, yes. as am I, and, <laughs> and she'll, she'll yell at me. So... We, uh, so, so it was, it was divisions. And so it was the winner of each division made the playoffs and then the top two teams that didn't win their division, which ended up being both, I think Dave won our division. Yep, both out of your Dan, division. And then yep. Danny and I yep. both. So it was your division was just a juggernaut. Right? Like nobody wanted to. I mean, we're the most experienced players, so it probably should have been the juggernaut, but I mean, it, it, it happened to work out that way. Um, but, uh. But then, so then this year, so then there's a, there's a thing factored in where the lowest teams in each division have the opportunity to move divisions. Mm -hmm. And so based on their, I can't remember, it was like points four in the playoffs or something. There's some specific factor worked in for like how it's determined, but basically the lowest teams in order get to move divisions if they want. So, so Dave, or uh, not Dave, Danny hightailed it out of our division. As anybody would. As anybody would. And so poor Brandon's got to be in a division with us, although he's, he's holding his own so far. Um, and, uh, and Danny is four and O, which is just, I mean, it's, it's been an interesting year, but, but basically, um, the beginning of this year with the with the uh, matchups was meant to pair similar records from last year, I believe, I believe together. Yeah. So I played you, I played Dave, whereas a couple teams that ended poorly last year right. would play each other. So trying to give everybody kind of even keel starting starting the year. And then week three that we just had was it's week three, and then I believe week thirteen, the last week of the regular season you play two matchups in the same week mm-hmm. against your division. So I played in in just this past week, I played against Dave and I played against Brandon. And so you could come out 2-0 and after that week or you could come out 0-2 right. or you could split it. So I beat Brandon by, you know, however many points, but then Dave and I were close. Yeah. And I ended up, that was where montgomery just inched me past basically i'm i'm listening to that game and he inched me past so so i'm so i'm three and one now um 
and I didn't I was I was very worried watching those games that uh that I wouldn't end up at three and one. So so I feel I feel good about that. I'm playing against Claire this weekend, so Are you? So maybe I don't, maybe I don't tell her that and hope she doesn't notice, but um but yeah, so there's some interesting lineup, there's some interesting uh some interesting roster or schedule setup kinds of things that I'm excited to continue seeing how they uh how they play out, but um Oh, I just I love this league. I just love the fact that we have so much room to hold all these players. You know, Darius Slayton, I traded to less for I traded um I traded for this year with less because it was when Coleman and Shepard got injured and I thought, eh, Darius Slayton for the Giants, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, we'll try. And uh he showed up this weekend and he had some big catches and I was like, Oh, this is this is exciting. Um any other any other league I'm in, I would never know. Right. This is the only league deep enough where I can actually have him sitting on my bench and not have to feel like I have to drop him for somebody else. So it's pretty great. And um, I agree. I'm hanging on yeah. to uh, Justin Watson. Feeling the same. Like, yeah. And he hasn't shown up yet, but it's right. like I actually have the room to hang who on can, to him. Who can hold him? Exactly. Um, I had to finally cut bait with Austin Carr. That was, that was oh, rough I'm for me. sorry but, about yeah. that. Oh, you're going to be all right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What if he's it. Teddy Bridgewater's favorite guy? <laughs> you never know. Um, yeah, you got some quarter... I mean, you got Will Greer and you got uh, Stidham for uh, the Patriots yeah. and guys like that. Where yeah. who, where else could you hold those guys? But On a few sure. taxis sometimes. Yeah, like, I'll throw that kind true. of guy in a taxi. But otherwise, yeah, you either have to make a decision to waste a roster spot on some guy you're not going to use for a while. True. Who could be useful or... Uh, there are other leagues that have to make that decision because, like, with the injuries, very few leagues give you enough IR spots. We got enough here. Um, yeah, we do. Ten. We have ten, ten if we need yeah. them. Yeah. It's no taxi nice. here though, but with the with yeah, the 40 but it's slots, just, it's not really necessary. Fine, so. I think we're I think we're good without taxi. But so, Kurt, I think it's probably time to wrap it up. I feel like we could talk all night, and we typically do. Um, if uh, Claire ever sees me texting, she can pretty much it's assume assume it's with you with uh, talking about fantasy football. So I really appreciate you covering uh, covering with Dave's a- Dave's absence, especially last minute. And um, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for inviting me over. I'm not gonna be quite as excited this time to listen to the uh, <laughs> podcast because it's like I already was there and know what's being discussed. But I know I never listen to the I never listen not? to this podcast. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'll listen to it tomorrow okay. morning. But I probably um, will too. But like, I'm not gonna be as excited because like, yeah, I already sure. know it's discussed. Usually, you're I'm just like once I see you send me that text, I'm just like ah. Yeah, you want to see you want to see what uh, which of my secrets you can <laughs> you can learn about. So. Um, anyway, so I appreciate you being part of this. Uh, Dave, miss you, buddy. We'll see you next week. Um, this is Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. I'm Ralph. That's not Dave. That's Kurt, but great fill-in. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Kurt. See ya. All right.